0: Just as with many endeavours requiring of persistence, experts tend to caution that certain things aren't for the faint-hearted. On Motivation Monday tonight, pharmacist, author, speaker and coach Ntlandla Farafara talks to us under the topic, Business is not for Ceases. And we're inviting you to join in the motivation on our WhatsApp line 079-295-1212. And you can also give us a call on 15 151 Zero one three five Ndandla Minier. Good evening and welcome back. Good,
1: good evening, Rebecca Minier. Yo.
0: You're the teacher. <laughs> so we, we grew up calling teachers Minier. Minier. Yes. Yeah.
1: No. It sounds like you're calling me this big um, person, you know, and and it was. <laughs> the to, it's the to,
0: nature of tonight's topic to so. because I feel as though we're going to be getting quite a lot of uh, tongue lashing hence I decided to call you that but but I'm thinking just as you you send the topic to say business is not for CC's, a mm. lot of people might take offence to that, so yes. for starters let's def- define, who are these CC's As,
1: as a matter of fact my um, uh, my partner abe Mamabulo actually said I think you need to explain what that means because he actually asked, have you not received anyone offended Mm. of of the topic and I said I'll explain that on radio if if, if time allows but when we talk of CCs we're not necessarily um, talking it in the feminist kind of way that people would actually describe it um, because there's so many definitions as well of CC in, in in online and in every dictionary that you find so the business environment itself is very hostile so it's a jungle um, in it you, you either be eaten or you're eating and I actually read um, um, an article that was written published in 2014 um, by a business uh, um, an online uh, uh, what is this news maker, whatever they call it, it says, it is not just the day that um, the things like stuff or cash flow that actually makes the business die. It says They say it's the attitude and this upper lip, the way that you keep it. So when we talk of the ccs we're talking of in the context of people who are weak, mentally weak and emotionally unstable sometimes to, to be in an environment that is always moving, that is always um, shaking someone. Um, it, 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 when we talk of ccs we talk of people that are easily give up. Um, it's people that are soft, they're not they not they don't have that radical approach that you would think you'd see when for example when you go to you look at South African Parliament and the opposition parties and, and, and so on and so forth. It's people who would rather who would not rather beg for things that belong to them. They go and get it. They go and grab what is theirs. They don't beg for things, you know. They beg for things that are not theirs. But the things that belong to them that they are that is rightfully theirs, they go get it. But CCs are the kind of people that say, Can I please have my food? You get it and, and stuff like that in, in many different ways of course. So, CCs are people who can't stand by themselves. They have to um, defend other people but they can't defend their own view. So, you walk into a room and say, my name is Rebecca and they say, hi, Wena, the way that you look and then you like, what's wrong with me? You know, this kind of thing. But in business, the, the business environment is the kind of place where when you want to do something, you have to prove yourself. When you want to do something, you have to, to 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 prove resilience, for example, against resilience. I remember, um, I, I once shared several times as well here that I, I, I did try to go into business before I started Father's Creations, before I, I started writing. And I remember one of the, the first thing that I struggled with was fear. So you you have this big, nice business concept. And yes, the, the sad thing, that in the same space, I remember I went to a, um, one of the church elders. I said, I want land in that village. Can you help me to go there? He took, he drove me. We went to that place. We went to speak to the chief. And guess what? I think it's a year ago. I was driving in that place. We even went to pray to the place, on the pray place where I wanted to, to start the business. And today, the same business that I wanted to do is running. By somebody else and it's bigger than the wind that I wanted to do it and it's so sad because I was afraid of doing it so I could not deal with people saying no I could not and and Sometimes you get afraid of people saying no before you they even say no, and that, that's when you have the sissiness inside of you. So I could not deal with people asking me too many questions, you know, what if it doesn't work? Do you have what it takes? Um, do you even know what you're doing? And and, and stuff like that, you yeah, So it, I could not deal with rejection. So if you're a sissy, you can't deal with the rejection. And business, it has, it's got all those scams. You, you'll knock at a sitting door, they'll say, Come in, they even smile at you, but while he's trying to do something, they say, Get out of here, we're not interested, you know, you, you're not even good enough, you understand. And that's what business is all about, and we're trying to bring to the people today to say, look, before you can think of a business, you need to address these things.
0: I managed to watch this debate between university students and they were talking about if the sole purpose for one to run a business is profit maximization. Mm. And those that were opposing the debate said that sometimes one needs to get into business because they're trying to solve a problem. Yes, Do you think that sometimes people go into business solely because we have this high rate of unemployment, not that there's a problem they're trying to solve, it's mostly personal?
1: I think, I think it's, for some reason, yes, it's very personal. And, and that's where the, the, the drawing board, the drawing line would be there. Whether you want to, it's because of the people that you have seen that have a problem that you want to try and assist them, or it's because of yourself or your circumstances that are there. Here's the thing. Obviously, there's a big element of this personal factor when you go into business. But for you to be able to succeed in achieving your personal ambition, there must be the bigger picture, which is other people, which is your client, which is the people that are going to pay the bills, which is the people that are going to come in and say yes we want your service we have a problem can you solve it how much can we how much can you charge to solve the problem. I decided to go into the, the space where I solve mental problems, not psychological problems. Mental in terms of the way that you think, the way that you view yourself, the way that you construct yourself, and then I, that's how that's how I started my business for Creations. And my job is to help people become better at themselves before they can start doing other things. And I'm happy doing it, and I get paid doing it. Here's the thing. When you start looking at your skills, or whatever the problem that you want to do, and you see yourself as a contributor in society, the society will respond to you giving. And it's, it's also about the value for mining. How much value are you giving for the people that are coming and, and, and to, to, to buy the solutions that, that you're that you selling?
0: I want us to talk about the reasons why one goes into business, but instead, perhaps you should tackle it in this way to say, how does one even know if they're fit to start a business before they can even establish the reasons to start that business?
1: I, I, I don't know if... There's a way to say, let's define it and say, now now you know that you want you, you to start to, to be in a business. Um, there's one thing that I've learned that it, this is a personal experience as well. And from the observation of the people that are that mentoring me that from distance of and from close range, that some of them did not know that they have what it takes to be in business until they got annoyed of being an employee. You know, I remember I, I listened to a man, his name is um, 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 Mwanza, and he said, um, he, he, he came to South Africa, he's from, I, can't remember, I think Namibia or something. He came to South Africa looking for a job. He called South Africa the promised land. When he came to South Africa, he worked for different people and it didn't work. His mother called him back. He went home, he found employment in another company for two for two months. He said, when I worked for that man for that two months, that's when I realized that, I'm, no, I'm not the employee material. I'm the employer material. He said, I am not the prey in the jungle. I'm the one that eats in the jungle. I'm the one that chases the prey in the jungle. He said, he came back to South Africa. He said, I'm going back to the promised land and I'm going back to the jungle and I'm going to go where there's the bigger vultures, where there's the bigger ones. And I'm going to go go into that. So for you to get to know, sometimes you need to jump in. And get to talk to to do that or if you're not sometimes you need to shadow somebody who is doing it that's why we've got mentorship programs so if you don't find yourself in a place where you can shadow somebody else sometimes you will never know what you're taking what you're getting yourself into that is why when you go to university what they do in university they introduce you to the concept of the program or the career that you're going to get into and then somewhere down the line as you you do the career if you're studying law they will take you to court and then you have to watch court, what happens, what the lawyers do, the kind of grilling that happens, the kind of questionings that happens and things like that. If you're studying medicine, I remember one of the things, uh, 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 a young lady from home told me that when she's in her first year, I think she had to go and view a cadaver. You have to go and view a dead body. So you get to, you have to, the body is there and you have to look at it and then you touch it and things like that. Now it comes to you to say, will I stomach these things? Of you know, And then you get to know. And sometimes you don't know that you you know until you get exposed. And as you get exposed, you get to develop immunity over the things that you thought you were afraid of and then you grow into it.
0: On our Motivation Monday tonight with Ntlantla Maffara we're talking business is not for CCs and our WhatsApp line is 79 You can also give us a call on 015-151-0135 and that's if you would like to make an addition on this particular topic. Let's talk about preparation now. hmm You you mentioned that perhaps one needs to trial it out from the outside by perhaps shadowing somebody who's already within Within the business. business. But just on a general scale, how does one prepare to start a business?
1: It's that, okay, the the first part, which I think this is what many other people should actually think about, is to start asking yourself, what is going on around me? Before you can even start looking for people that can assist you, what is going on around me? You see, people that succeed in business are people that are able to ask great questions and find an answer to those questions. So if you're not able to ask serious questions and look for answers to those questions, it becomes, you you have the first limiting block. Your mind is not able to see an opportunity. Here's the thing. Success doesn't just happen. Success happens when opportunity meets preparation. So you prepare your mind. You teach yourself to ask questions. You teach yourself to answer questions. You teach yourself to be at a place where you can solve a problem, whether it's for money or not. For me, um, and this is what we, there's a diff, there's a, uh, a debate that is going on whether to say people should go into business because of their passion, they're passionate about something, or because they want to do something else. But this is what I've learned: that when you go into business because you're passionate about something, when it doesn't work, you've got that zeal to bounce back and say, "Look, this is what I love. I'm going to find a way to do it." Like the guy that I'm talking about, Mwanza. His passion was in selling, you know, and and in him preparing, he had to go find other people that are selling cars. He had to start thinking, "What is the problem within my?" country and he's not selling cars in south africa he's actually located in south africa but he's selling cars even outside south africa he said he sells cars that he sometimes he never even gets to see because he's just a middleman what did he do he started learning what is going on in in that environment he started learning what are the systems that work in that environment and then he started looking for the loophole one man said to me but if you want to go into business, one of the things that you need to go to do is to look, what kind of business do I want to do? Let's say, for example, you, you you're like my wife, you want to sell cakes. What do you do? You go look for people that are selling cakes. What kind of cakes are they selling? What is missing? What is it that the people that are buying the cakes are actually saying about those things? Here's the thing. If you want to go into business and you're you afraid to go and find a customer and ask them, what is going on in this business? You'll never get inside.
0: So, you know how people always preach the importance of self-introspection to say if you don't really understand what makes you tick, you most probably won't be able to understand that which is happening around you. Mm -hmm. Are there some things that one perhaps needs to eye eye out about themselves before they can even tap into, just as they prepare? What are those?
1: Very much. Look, and I think this, 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 this may take time, but bear with me. Here's the thing. I shared that one of the things that made me struggle, that made me fail, In starting two businesses, I registered and it failed. I registered and it failed. And then that's how it goes. So the few things that one need to look at, number one, is you when, when you look at this, we've got what you call desire for gratification. So if you've got agent gratification desire, what is going to happen is that you were going to come into business and become a one-hit wonder. You get all the money and then you were gone because what you wanted was to make the money. And after making the money, you want to show it off. Then you're gone. So if you've got this agent gratification desire, when you don't get the money in business, when you don't get the business succeeding, what happens? You pull out because you think it doesn't work. And here's the thing. Most of the businesses that succeed would, would say they've succeeded. We say a business has succeeded if they are able to leave for at least three years and they're able to project themselves for the next 10 years. So after 10 years, we we'll say that was a, he's a successful entrepreneur, not in the first three years. Even if you make millions, we still want to say, will he be there? in the next few years. The second one is poor spending habit. Um, A friend of, uh, this this man who wrote a book, so to say, um, uh, 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 I think it's called Money Like Waters. He, he talks about different kinds of spending. You see, most of the people, particularly entrepreneurs, what they do, they've got what you call this um, uh, glamorous spending. So you got the money and then you want to show off. you got the money, you want to buy something to show to somebody that I can afford. You see, so if you've got this bad spending habit, when you get the money, the business dies, not because the business that does not have the systems, but because your mind wants to consume everything that the business makes. The third one is the desire to please everyone. Here's the thing. In business you will not be able to please everybody, including your, your spouses. You will not. Do, you, when you When you are in business, you are not in business to please everybody. You are in business to satisfy certain people, which happens to be certain, cli- certain clients. So when you go into business, you don't go into business and say, I want to help everybody. I want to service everybody. I want to solve problems for everybody. No, no, no. Sometimes you need to move away from the people that you thought you want to help. And then the, the, the other, you see this desire to please everybody, it also goes with the desire to help everyone. So you can't service everyone you cannot please everyone so you have to be selective in the people that you do here's the thing you you start if you classify people as very important in you trying to do business what happens is the people that you thought will be your clients when they start rejecting you because you thought you want to please everybody obviously you start with the people in the close cycle but i've learned that sometimes business doesn't work in the close cycle you go out and go and find other people but because the people you see I, i i wrote two books And in the first book, it was sold at church. When I wrote the second book, I thought the people that will buy the book, the book is the people that sit with me, is the people that I have meals with all the time, is the people that I can call when I'm, no, no, no. It's some of the people that have read the book, I don't even know them. And that's how it goes. So if I wanted to please my relatives and my friends, uh, I would have been so much disappointed. The other thing is you need to deal with prideful show-offs. The peacock mentality doesn't work in business. Most of the business people that are successful, that, that are, that are, I remember one man was saying that I walked into um, a, a church and I was sitting next to a man wearing nice clothes. And we had a conversation like a normal people. He prayed like a normal person. We walked out. And the funny thing is he greeted everybody. He's greeting the ushers. He's talking to, to the parking attendants. And his car is packed far at the end. In the, in, the, in the church building, he walks, he doesn't do what every other you see. This he said, these other people would then walk in and then want somebody to accompany them so that they can see what they're driving. He said, I was shocked when he was the last one to leave, so that nobody comes to praise him. He said, He went into a mall and he parked a car somewhere outside. And everybody who, we, who has the money is busy doing the show off and greeting people and taking pictures. And this guy is so much of a millionaire, and we did not know until we had to visit his house. He said, When we got in to his house, I was shocked that his house is like you're getting into a mall. they has got this big reception area. They've got this big dining area, this big kitchen. He's got a big yard at the back and a big swimming pool like an Olympic set. He said, when you are sitting with this guy, you don't get to know that these people have the money. But when you start going into their houses, you start seeing a different thing. They have all the money, but they're not trying to press people and press them down. So if you've got this show-off mentality, when you get into business, here's the thing, money doesn't change things it exposes things so if you've got pride and you've got the show-off thing when you don't have the money you want to show it off with the little things when you get the money it will expose the weakness. Another thing is desire for long sleep. Business and the fellowship with the pillow do not work together. Okay? <laughs> business and the fellowship. You see, uh, uh, this guy Mwanza also said. He says in, in his book uh, from grassroots to riches. He said, I do not want to sleep too much because I don't want to dream of winning lotto. And in his explanation, he says the reason why I don't want to dream of that because it promotes laziness. Yes, the thing. When you when you start a business, you think people who are who are entrepreneurs are enjoying their sleep. They are actually. not. Not sleeping. Most of them are not sleeping. They sleep once in a while. That's why they want to take it. They want to work so hard so that they can have a week of vacation. Understand? So if you want to go into business and you love sleeping, forget it. I've got bad news for you. It ain't going to work. Another thing, inability to pay attention to detail. Pay attention to small things, little things. Pay attention to a customer that can complain. Pay attention. I received a comment today from from one of the um, people who had enrolled to, to my online school of self-mastery. She gave me a very long comment and gave me one line negative comment. I paid, at, well, I paid attention to the negative. Comment. I had to go in and I'm like, oh, you gave me a very big zooming mirror to myself. You see, here's, here's the thing. When when you don't pay attention to the small things, the small, it is said, it is little foxes that spoil the vine. It is not the big stuff. It's little things. You, you, you neglect small things. Pay attention to the things that are taking your attention. Pay attention to the p- things that people are complaining about. You see, we want the compliments. We, then we forget the complaints. If you get into business, you, if, you know, in a, almost every business facility, they've got customer service line. Why do they have a customer care line? The reason why they have a customer care line is because they want your compliments, yes, but they want your complaints. Because your complaints give them opportunities. So if you don't pay attention to those little things, your opportunities will slip Because your customer is not only complaining to you, they're also complaining to somebody else. Another thing, learn to plan. Poor planning lifestyle is contraindicated in business. Another one, lack of of confidence you see business is not for sissies, like i said it's for lions here's the thing if you want to have a lion's share you might have, you must have a lion's heart when you get in the jungle and the lions are there and you want the lion's share you must develop a develop a lion's heart otherwise you will eat carcasses
0: well since you said that this is not in any way anti women perhaps it should be a lion and a lioness <laughs> But we continue with the motivation uh, with Antlantlema <laughs> Farafara immediately after the break. It is Motivation Monday and Antlantlema uh, Farafara is talking to us under the topic of businesses not for CCs. A wording that I still have a bit of a problem with, but you're more than welcome to... <laughs> Give us your thoughts on our WhatsApp line 079-295-1212. and you can also give us a call on zero one five one five one zero one three five. Let's talk about business opportunities that exist for ordinary citizens.
1: Okay, yes, the thing I think as we as we're talking about that, how do you prepare yourself? You know, how do you know that you're in business? Um, so 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 the opportunities that are there in the world, they exist for every normal person, every. Ordinary person. Um, I read a, a statement, um, a publication from um, um, a scientific journal that says um, the big one of the biggest opportunities. And I, I remember the president of South Africa, Cyril Ramaphosa, mentioned it: um, agriculture. And it comes in different splits, and I'm going to explain them a little bit, so that those of you that love farming, that those of you that love animals or food um, or, or even books, the, the way the books actually get to be processed from the plant side, you see, agriculture, they, they, it is estimated that um, in by the year 2030, the agribusiness will be worth about uh, one trillion US dollars in Africa, in Africa alone. And, and here's the thing, Africa cares about 60% of grazable land, of land that can be farmed. Today, it's not yet... Most of it has not been tapped, and when we're fighting for land today, we're talking about an opportunity. Unfortunately, some people are just talking about land from the perspective of it, for, you know political stand, but it's an opportunity that exists. So you get, you can go into food processing, you can go into food production itself. You farm plants, you farm vegetables, or you farm fruits. You can go into anim- animal farming, and people are actually going into that and they're making a lot of money. Um, one man, um, he always con- contact us here, uh, um, uh, uh, uh Tamukui. He's a vet and he specialises in pigs. I asked him the other day, is that person, is that man in pigs? There's a lot of money. As long as you have the right people to assist you and to advise you and to manage your pigs so yesterday if we want to get into business in agriculture there's a lot of things it's not only in you growing the food or the animals there's also the agri agro processing you may not be the one growing the food but you're the one who's processing the food into secondary and tertiary products you may be the one you may not be the one processing or manufacturing but you can go into the place where you package and brand the products or even distribution or selling and sales of the product How? You you ate food today, isn't it? You ate food today because of agriculture. And that, that goes into, into a lot. The, the second one is network marketing. There's crypto currencies and, and, and selling of these beauty products and stuff like that. They're coming in so much. And here's the thing: if we think this business is for other people, other people are actually killing it. They are making millions out of the same thing. You just have to know how to how to know how, uh, how to, you just have to know how to do it and know the right people. Waste management. In Ethiopia. Today, as we speak, they they, they went into, uh, they call it maggot farming, they farm worms. So what they do, they, yes, they farm worms. What they do is they go to agricultural um, uh, land, they go to restaurants. When you take the things that you throw away, you say the food was not sold. They take the food because it's warm. They, that, that warmth, you see, you've, you've seen worms, isn't it? Yes. And they're taking the worms, and they're taking the waste and the worms and so many different waste products. They're they are busy producing an electricity generating plant which will gonna, is going to produce 50 megawatts. And it's going to electrify, I think they, said they set up about 3 million houses from waste. So we can process that. Look at it. Here's the thing. I went to a conference, I think it's this year, and there was a company that, that um, handles uh, pharmaceutical waste. And they were showing us that from the waste that we collect, not only from pharmaceutical pharmaceutical waste, biological waste and, and municipal waste, they, they produce coal. They, they call it organic coal. They sell the coal back to us and then people are actually cooking with it and here's the thing if we think businesses exist in these sophisticated things it's in the simple things people want to eat people want fast food industry yes we're very busy today to be cooking people are so busy 24 hours has become too short today to, to go to work and go pick up children and bat them and go and cook wives who just want to get a meal ready what what's going on go into the, the fast food industry somebody is gonna go into the drive through industry people, someone is gonna do that they hail the health industry whether you are selling health products whether you are a health advisor whether you are selling medicine whether you are a doctor or a nurse people want someone who knows their health who can give them advice and they're willing to pay for it as long as you can package it properly drones and robots today we've got medicines delivered through drones we've got uh, uh, parcels delivered through them we've got drones in different individual, video in in many different areas but you just need to be tech savvy and it's a simple thing the question is are we opening our eyes to them startup funding if we can get too few people to put source in money, yes, but it's a, this is one of the riskiest business because you can lose everything. You can co- collect millions and lose all of it. But yes, if you can collect those few millions and find a lucrative business and then fund it, you're gone millions was that you can actually make money while you're sleeping if you can do that another thing is digital banking and financial services we don't want to go to the bank today banks are closing down we want someone who can come up with an app where we can bank online where we can do everything online we don't need to carry wallets today logistics and fleet services personal transport this is the thing people that are in the taxi industry they're sooner gonna keep be killing it why because that's what is going on you, you don't, you don't, you don't want to wait on the traffic. You want somebody who can navigate while you are busy on your computer because there's no time. You want somebody who can navigate while you are busy doing other things. Time is money, but we need to do that. Food business, I mentioned that tourism. We want somebody who can come, who can provide leisure, who can provide entertainment and the comfort where we don't need to stress. And these are opportunities, but all of them, they are hostile.
0: Yeah, because I was going to talk about how they just most of them don't really sound glamorous and you know when people go to university they want to sit in a roaming chair so i hope that maybe Mm -hmm. we can just reduce the standards Mm -hmm. the time has gone to i don't know where uh we're about to conclude do we have a quote for the week
1: i have a quote from jack ma it says on the path to success you will notice that the successful ones are not whiners nor do they complain often
0: just one more time please
1: on the path to success, you will notice that the successful ones are not whiners, nor do they complain often.
0: They are not sissies. It makes a whole lot of sense. How can our listeners get in touch with you? <laughs>
1: they can get me on my mobile 076 023 5161, 076 023 5161, or connect on Facebook, Ntlan Mafara The same on Instagram, on, Faris, uh, on Twitter is Faras Creations with a Z.
0: What do you post on Instagram?
1: I post me I post motivations I post my work I post things that I'm doing I post the cakes that my wife makes I post the seminars that I'm doing I'll be doing a seminar I think this Thursday at the University of Limpopo so mm. people can come high achiever seminars if you want to achieve your dreams and become a better person join in 6 o'clock in the evening
0: and full details uh, should one need further clarity on your social media ne?
1: yeah they can call me or, 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 or should connect me on the social media yes
0: alright Ntanta thank you so much we'll see you next Monday thank you that's where we're going to leave conversations for this evening. Coming up next on Energy of as I created and on Choice of is Stanley Brown. And a big thank you goes to my producer, Mami Morash. We do this again tomorrow evening, same time, same place, with more conversations. God willing, good night.